God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. Father, in Jesus' name, you are good, you are awesome, you are great, Lord, and it is a privilege and an honor to know you and to serve you. I'm praying for every single person who's listening to this right now, Father, that you would empower them to do everything that you've called them to do and that you would empower them to become everything that you have created them to become. In the name of Jesus, I bind all satanic hindrances, setbacks, and delays in the name of Jesus Christ. And I loose the perfect will of God to begin to take place and materialize in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, for every person who, who is confused, I pray for clarity for them in the name of Jesus Christ. And I ask God that you would release their minds to hear you, to understand you, to know you in the name of Jesus. I bind every demon of mind control and I bind mind binding spirits in the name of Jesus. And I command you in Jesus name to loose your hold in the name of Jesus. I loose and release from the spirit of the living God a refreshing upon each and every person listening to me in the name of Jesus and Father, allow this word and the message attached to this word to go forth with clarity in the name of Jesus. Let it be a seed um, planted into good ground that will bring forth fruit in the lives of each and every person who hears it in the name of Jesus. I decree it shall be received with understanding and it will not be able to be snatched away. I decree that it will be received with strong faith and the destiny attached to this word and what it means will not be delayed or attacked in Jesus name. We love you, Father. We thank you. You are great, mighty, holy, and faithful. And it's in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Amen. Amen. I thank God for um, another day, another week. So can you believe? So we've done Eve, we've done Rebecca, and we've done Ruth. First of all, three weeks. Are you serious? It does not feel like it has been three weeks, but I thank the Lord for everything that has transpired in um, the lives of you all over the past, over these past three weeks. Okay. So some of you were filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, some of you were delivered from some demons that have been bothering you. Um, some of you had got in on some good fasting, some good fellowship. And, um, some of us received confirmation, words of encouragement and things of that nature. And I'm so thankful so far for seeking the Lord 2022 and how it has been a blessing. Okay. Um, this week with Ruth has been a surprising week. Okay. Who knew that God would pull those things out of the life of Ruth? The fact that we're supposed to be working and that we will come into that season will God, where God will require us to serve to serve our families, serve in our community, serve in our church, or whatever it is, serve a person, um, serve our parents, whatever it is, God will call us into that season. And sometimes these seasons come into our lives unexpectedly, okay? But the way we handle it, it determines the, the fruit that it bears and the way we go into it and our willingness to go into it and actually put in the work, it um, absolutely uh, dictates the reward that we get. So if Ruth did not go, if she was not willing to work, so if she didn't go back, um, with Naomi to where Naomi was from, or if Ruth wasn't willing to do any work, or if she wasn't willing to do any hard work, or if she would have left early that day, she would not have received the reward that came. Naomi wouldn't have received the completion of her, um, whatever test that she was going through and um, situation she was going through. You know, the thing about Naomi is that even though she suffered so much loss, what God was doing by taking away the life that she previously had was really like repositioning her to be blessed in a way that she could have not imagined. So the blessing, it could not have come the way um, God had ordained it to come 
if Naomi would have stayed in the same situation. I want us to take that for ourselves, that when we are suffering loss and things are being taken away from us, friendships are being taken away from us, relationships are being taken away from us, jobs are being, ta being taken away from us, and we feel like God has dealt bitterly with me. You know, um, you know, the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. You know, I used to have so much and now I don't have anything. The people who used to be around me aren't around me anymore. The things that I used to do, I can't do them anymore. The comfort I used to live in, the security I used to have, I don't have those things anymore. If we find ourselves in that type of season, I want you to take this from Ruth, okay? That God is setting you up to be blessed. God is positioning you to receive new things, things that you cannot get okay while you are still connected to those old things so when god begins to remove relationships out of your life however he deems necessary to remove them begin to thank god and say god i release the old and i receive all things new thank you for all things new even if this relationship just came about within the past couple of months that's okay if god if you say no more i say no more and i say thank you for removing anything out of my life that's not supposed to be there it doesn't even mean that something is wrong with the person it just means that they're not for you in that season so you thank god that he's not going to allow anything to corrupt um the irresistible power and agency of destiny in your life he says no you have to move out the way that person has to move out the way this situation has to move out the way that job has to move out out of the way some of us if we continued in our jobs we never would become entrepreneurs we never would know how talented and creative we are we would never know what wealth is if we weren't come if god doesn't push us out and so it's so important for us to have a new mind, a mind of Christ that says, wait, God's word does say that I'm the lender and not the borrower. I am the head and I'm not the tail. Let me look at these kingdom dynamics as I'm waiting for these things to materialize so that I can receive the full blessing um, in due season, right? Because if we're going to reap, we have to be sowing. Let's put it back to Ruth. She was sowing. She was literally sowing herself into um, Naomi's situation. Glory to God. And so this is um, what I want to tell you about what we read in the book of Ruth. So Ruth, she served, right? She worked hard. She was willing. She was zealous about it. Um, zealous, why? Let me just, I'm just going, I'm just going to skip on past that. She was zealous about it. Okay. I said it again. <laughs> and, um, she worked hard. She did not complain and she did it on her own. No one had to beg her. No one had to ask her. She was willing to go and serve, struggle, pick up stuff off of the ground, whatever was left behind. She was willing to do it. That's what she wanted to do. She wanted to humble herself and serve someone who had a need. Now, I want you to know that while Ruth is doing this, remember Boaz is a type of Christ. He is the kinsman redeemer. So when it looks like Naomi had lost all of her family, when it looked like Ruth had lost um, all of her family, God is working behind the scenes to redeem everything that was lost. Come on now. Ruth, the fourth chapter, the 10th verse. Let's go there. Ruth chapter four, verse 10. Moreover, this is Boaz speaking. I have acquired Ruth, the Moabitess, the widow of Milan, to be my wife in order to raise up the name of the deceased on his inheritance so that the name of the deceased will not be cut off from his brothers or from the court of his birthplace. You are my witnesses today, today. Boaz married Ruth and I'm sure there were many things that he gained from it and he was really impressed with her character. He wanted to be joint to her, but in marrying her, he literally redeemed her bloodline. He literally redeemed the bloodline of Naomi. He did not allow it to fizzle and die. He did not allow the memory of Naomi's bloodline to be uh, weakness, sickness, and destruction, which we understand if we listen to the previous episodes are the names of her sons, Milan and Chilean. Um, Milan meaning weak or sick and um, Chilean meaning 
uh, destruction in a sense, but it means come to an end, completion. And so God did not allow her bloodline to end with weakness, sickness, and destruction. I want you to know that as you are working to be a blessing to someone else, God is working to be a blessing, not just to you, but to your bloodline. Now, I want you to check this out. Naomi's son's name was Milan and Jillian. We just said it. I'm going to repeat it again. Milan meaning weakness and sickness and Chilean meaning destruction. So this was a part of her bloodline. And so when I say that God is redeeming your bloodline because of your obedience and willingness to humble yourself, submit and do service and work, I mean it. I want you all to know that Obed is the name of the son that Ruth produced for Boaz. Do y'all hear me? Okay. Obed, Obed literally means, or Obed literally means worshiper. God will change your bloodline. He will remove sickness. He will remove weakness. He will remove destruction from your bloodline and replace it with worshipers because of your service. And I know this may sound like, um, you know, one of those pump you up, just get you excited messages, but I'm telling you it's a real message. I'm telling you it's the truth from the spirit of the living God, not only because scripture shows this to us, but because I have actually lived this in my Naomi season, when I was going and serving people, right? Someone gave me a prophetic word and said, God, and this person didn't even know at this time anything about my siblings, but they gave me a word and they said, because of your obedience, God is going to do X, Y, and Z for your sibling in that particular one. And I cover them with the blood of Jesus right now. I cover them in the name of Jesus from all witchcraft, satanic backlash and retaliation in Jesus name. They will continue to live in favor uninterrupted in the name of Jesus. That sibling has had miraculous and unprecedented favor. Okay. That sibling is not even a Christian. Y'all not saying nothing, but because of my obedience to humble myself and serve somewhere, doing a whole bunch of stuff. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. And I don't want to go into detail because listen, what I've done in private, I want God to bless me for publicly. I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm letting y'all know I have served people. I have sacrificed for people. I have done as much as I can to change the lives of people and make it better. And in the midst of one of those assignments where God said, I want you to go and serve these people. Okay. When I was going to serve these people, I received that word for a sibling. Okay. And that word was a real word from the Lord. And I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful for that season of service because it wasn't just for me. I'm going to be blessed. And I thank the Lord for that because you reap what you sow. However, because of my willingness to work and serve my family became blessed. So I want you to understand that this season of, of Ruth, um, and working and serving and sowing, and you will reap, but not just you, your bloodline. We know Boaz as the kinsman redeemer. Jesus is the kinsman redeemer. If you're working, if you're serving, if you're sowing, if you're humble, if you're glad about it, God is going to bless your family and God will actually change the whole trajectory of your family from a family full of destruction, from a family full of weakness and sickness and infirmity. Sickness is also another way where you can define sin. He will take that sin out of your family. He will remove all of those things. Okay. And he will place it with wealth like Boaz, and he will replace it with worship. And this is what God is saying to us through the life of the lives of Ruth and Naomi. I want you to understand that the work that you're doing, the service you're doing, the help that you're giving, the prayers that you're giving, the time that you're sowing, the finances that you're sowing, it all has an, an end to it. And the end is a reward. It's not just gonna end without you getting anything. That's not how this works. God is not unrighteous to forget your good works. Do you hear me? God is not unrighteous to forget the things that you have done. 
God will bless you because you've humbled yourself, because you've given, okay? And I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for that. And um, I want you all to take this word seriously. Take this week of lessons seriously. I pray that we change our minds concerning giving and that we become generous. We all want to be so blessed. We all want to be so successful. We all want the works of our hands to prosper, but we don't show God humility, faith, and faithfulness um, and obedience with our finances. I want to tell you, you will reap what you sow. Okay. I want us to take this season of humbling ourselves and serving serious because this is not just you, um, happening upon an assignment. This is the will of God for your life. And this is the avenue, your work and your service by which God is choosing to bless you. If Ruth was not willing to work, she would have not received the blessing. She actually elected herself and happened upon what ended up being something that blessed her. And guess what? She didn't have to work anymore because the Bible says that Boaz was a mighty man of wealth. Okay. So God completely took care of her and, um, she didn't see that future coming for her. All she know, all she knew rather is that someone needed her service and she provided that service and she wasn't upset about it. She worked and she did what she had to do to create a life. And I thank God for her dedication. And I thank God for that example. Glory to the name of the Lord. So we spend that time with the Lord. We allow him to pour into us. We allow him to impart into us. We allow him to um, just have us to himself for some time. And through that, we transition into a space where we begin to understand that there's a call upon our lives, that God has placed gifts within us. And we say yes to it. We understand that. Once we say yes to the call of God, God will orchestrate situations in our lives that will cause us to work and serve and sow and be a blessing to other people. Why is God doing this? Because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the lowly. God wants to bless you. So he will cause you to be, be found in humble situations so that according to the righteousness and the faithfulness that he has to his word, he will exalt you in due season. You can't get the exaltation without first being humbled. Amen. So you have to find yourself humbled and God will in his time lift you up. The scripture says this in Peter, I'm going to go to it so I can read it the, the right way. Uh, give me a second to pull it up here. All right. You all can go with me there. Um, first Peter chapter five, verse 10. And this is the word of God. This is a sure promise. It will come to pass. Listen to this. But the God of all grace, the God of all of that favor that you didn't earn, you couldn't even work for the type of favor and grace that God has placed upon your life. The stuff that God is going to do because of your service far surpasses anything you even have the capacity to work for. Do you hear me? And this is why he says, I'm the God of all grace, all unmerited favor. Thank you for that seed you sowed. Thank you for that work that you've done. Now you're going to see me do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. You're going to see yourself reap a harvest much greater than you were able to sow because of your willingness because of your obedience, because of your humility, but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. This is the call. And listen, after that, ye have suffered a while. After you have gone through something, after you have been tried and tested, after you have been stretched, after you have suffered some losses, okay? After you've had to work, after you've had to serve, after you had to save whatever you had, whatever you had left over, and then give it away to something else. After you've done all of these things, all of these selfless acts, all of these acts of obedience and humility, listen to this. He'll make you perfect. The God of all grace will make you perfect. The God of all grace will establish you. The God of all grace will strengthen you. And the God of all grace will settle you. So what can we take up, um, away from this? This God who we serve, 
He is the God of all grace and he will cause all grace to abound towards you in your life. And you will reap for everything that you've sown. If you've been reaping, I mean, if, excuse me, if you've been sowing into the flesh, you're going to reap of the flesh corruption. If you've been sowing into the spirit, you're going to reap of the spirit eternal life. God has great rewards for those who live a selfless life and prefer others above themselves. Those who are willing to work, those who are willing to help, those who are willing to lay their lives down for the brethren, God has some blessings reserved for you. And if that has not been you and you realize, you know what, you have been kind of selfish and you have been kind of self-centered and you haven't been looking at opportunities to be a blessing to anyone else because you're so busy attempting to build yourself up. I want you to take this season into consideration and say, Lord, in due season, place me into my Ruth season. Okay. Get me there. Get me ready for it. Get me prepared for it. Our God is good and he is gracious and there is, um, a means to an end. Okay. There's a reason why you're going through the things that you're going through. Okay. And, um, God wants to bless you. God wants to reward you. God wants to change the trajectory of your bloodline. God wants to lift you up and pick you up. God wants to heal you. God wants to change your family and your bloodline and your offspring from being a group of sinners who are sick and weak and, um, live a life of destruction. Like you've seen some of your other family members live in. God wants to change that for your offspring. He wants to change your offspring into a group of worshipers, people who know their God, people who are strong and alive in their God. That name Boaz, it means quickness. And it's also the names of the pillars that were um, at the front of the temple. So it became something that um, represented established strength. And that's what God wants to bring into your bloodline. He wants to remove all the weakness and all the sickness and replace it with strength. And um, he wants to remove all of the destruction and he wants to replace that with worship. God doesn't get any glory out of the people in your bloodline and in your family being lost and dying and all of this stuff. God wants to favor you. God wants to show all kinds of grace to your family. So continue to serve, continue to work, continue to obey God. And after you have suffered a while, after you have sacrificed for a while, trust me, there will be a season. Matter of fact, don't trust me. Well, you should, but trust the word of God. Okay, let's go there. Trust God's word. Okay. Trust God's word. His word says it. So I'm happy to be giving you the message, but it's a sure message that you can trust because it doesn't come from my own self or my own carnal nature. This comes from the Lord. He will make you perfect, whole, complete, lacking nothing. He will establish you. He will, and let's go back to that word perfect, make you without blemish. A lot of the times this work and this service and these trials and these tests and this stretching and all that stuff, it is washing us, it's purging us, it's cleansing us. All of that pride, all of that sense of entitlement that was there, all of that hype that was there, all of that selfishness that was there, all of those issues that were deep-seated, being of service to others, humbling yourself and obeying God um, and um, hearkening to his word will purge all of that stuff right out of you. Okay. After you've gone through that, God will make you perfect without spot, without blemish, complete, whole, lacking nothing. God will establish you. Glory to God. He will strengthen you. If you feel like you've been weak because of the warfare, because of the certain situations that you found yourself in, there is a time of refreshing coming for you and God will strengthen you and God will also settle you. He will establish you. He will settle you. He will give you peace. Glory to the name of the Lord in soundness where you are. He may place you somewhere else. Hallelujah. And settle you there. But we thank God for his sovereignty. We thank God for his works. We thank God for his ways and that he does not keep his ways hid from us, but he reveals them to us through his word and by his spirit. So I want you to understand that this Ruth season is very important because it seems like it's one of the most humble seasons that we'll be in, in our lives, but it harbors the great, some of the greatest rewards and blessings that we'll ever see. And guess what? This blessing will go on for the rest of our lives and it will go on from generation to generation. I'm telling you the blessings that you get from your Ruth seasons are not something that are temporal. You can't just spend it up in one shopping spree. These blessings will go on from generation 
to generation. Amen. Amen. I want to cover you and I want to uh, send blessings upon you in your offspring, your children from generation to generation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for your truth. We thank you for how awesome you are, Lord. It's a privilege and an honor to know you, to hear your word and to fellowship with you, Lord Jesus. We thank you so much for your love, your kindness, and your faithfulness in Jesus' name. And Lord God, right now, each and every person under the sound of my voice, because of their obedience and their willingness to obey, you, their willingness to serve wherever you have called them to serve, their willingness to humble themselves. In the name of Jesus, I loose a blessing upon their offspring. In the name of Jesus, I sever their bloodline now today in the name of Jesus Christ from every single curse of destruction, satanic backlash, false religion in the name of Jesus. And I loose the blessings and the refreshing of the Lord upon them. Father, in the name of Jesus, let their offspring, children yet to be born, be kings and priests unto you. In the name of Jesus, let their offspring, even the ones who are yet to be born, the ones that are here now, yes, but the ones that are yet to be born, let them be worshipers, God, in the name of Jesus. Let them bring strength into the family. Let them be strong and alive in you, in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind and cast out all sickness, infirmity, weakness, death, and destruction from the bloodline, in the name of Jesus. And I loose and release life, health, wholeness, shalom, completeness, perfection, and strength into the bloodline in the name of Jesus. I loose wealth into the bloodline in the name of Jesus. I bind and cast out rebuke and cancel every assignment of poverty and hindrance and delay and ignorance in the name of Jesus Christ. And I loose wealth and creativity and ideas in the name of Jesus, ideas that will harbor wealth and richness in the name of Jesus Christ. I loose the, the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit upon the offspring that are here in the ones that are to come. Father, in the name of Jesus, give them a conviction to serve you and to serve you and worship you in spirit and in truth, to serve you the way you want to be saved, um, served in the name of Jesus. Save them, hallelujah, according to your perfect will in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. I thank God. I really do. I thank the Lord for this Ruth season. It's such a blessed season. And as the Lord wills next week, we are going to get into the Esther season. Everybody wants to get into the Esther season. And I really do believe that this Esther season and the things that I'm going to tell you all will really shock you. Okay. Remember, we go through periods of sacrifice. We go through uh, periods of consecration and we go through periods where the Lord separates us. But then there comes a season of revelation where God unveils us glory to the name of the Lord and all of that toil and all of that work and all of that service. We begin to see all of those seeds that we've planted, all of those finances that we've sown. We begin to see things being poured out from the windows of heaven, from the floodgates of heaven, from the realm of the spirit into the earth realm. And that's what um, Esther season, that's what it looks like. I want you all to know this, that in Rebecca, um, in that season, Sarah died for her to be called into that position. Okay. I want you to know that with Ruth, okay, her husband and her father-in-law and her brother-in-law had to die for her to be called into that position. And I want us to just take a sneak peek into Esther. Both her parents had to die and for her to be called into this position. I want you to know that as God is blessing us, yes, there will be some situations that have to die. And guess what? There will be some parts of you that just have to go. Okay. They just have to die. Some of that flesh, all of that flesh has to die. And in these various seasons, that's what's happening. Hallelujah. You're dying to yourself so that Christ can live with you. Hallelujah. You're crucified with Christ. Remember, we learned that scripture. Nevertheless, you live yet. It's not you, but it's Christ that lives within you. So now the life that you live in the flesh, you live it unto the son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. Amen. Amen. So glory to the name of the Lord. All of these things are, um, preceded with some type of loss, but I want you to know each one of these seasons, they come to a conclusion where the person has more gain than they could have ever imagined. So when God is telling you to let some things go, when you feel like this flesh is being killed, say, okay, thank you, Jesus. And remember that God is not unrighteous to forget your good works. One day, 
Every situation, every sacrifice, all the things that you have to go through, um, looking foolish for the sake of the gospel or for the sake of uh, the will of God to be uh, made perfect in your life. All of these things one day will harbor you great blessings. Um, my siblings in Christ, as you're working, don't be distracted. Because during these times, anything that looks like it can rescue us from the work, we're going to think that's our Boaz. And no, no, no. Don't be distracted. Keep working. You can't contrive. There's not one person, there's not one kingdom spouse that can bring in the blessings that God will bring to you himself. Okay. God is going to do it because the things that you were doing, you were doing it for God and included in that may be your spouse. Glory to the name of the Lord. It may be the salvation of the spouse that you have. I don't know, but I'm telling you what God is going to do for, for you because of your willingness in these seasons, it will be much greater than any human being can do. I'm talking about, it will be divine favor. These are seeds that you've sown and you've sown them in the spirit. Listen, so remember, this is not natural soil that you're sowing into. You're sowing into spiritual soil. And what God does is he begins to cause to sprout all kinds of blessings, things that you couldn't afford to buy, things that your time couldn't even have gotten you. God will sprout those blessings up from the realm of the spirit and place them into your hands. So you may have sold some time, but you're going to get a house. You may have sold some finances, but you're going to get a couple of businesses. That real estate license is going to come through. All of those things will happen for you because you've sown into the spirit, which you've done privately. Oh God, he will publicly bless you for. Okay. And everybody will know that God did that. God did that. God did it. That's a reward from God. That marriage, that's a reward from God. That business, that's a reward from God. That car, that's a reward from God. The salvation of your children and your family, that's a reward from God. That new heart, that deliverance, that's a reward from God. That stability that you've been praying for, that's a reward from God. God will bring lives. He, um, excuse me, blessings out of the realm of the spirit. Okay. Where you've sown and he will bring those things right into your life and it will be supernatural and it will be above all that you can ask or imagine. And I want you to get moving in the name of Jesus. And I release upon you creativity in the name of Jesus to create in Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus. Creativity upon you. If you're thinking, Lord, what to do in the name of Jesus, and I cover all of your create creative insight and um, all of that supernatural creativity that God is going to give you, I cover it with the blood of Jesus so that the hand of the enemy in no way can come against it. I thank the Lord for his faithfulness. I thank him for this truth. I thank him for this season. I thank him for every season. They're all good. And now we're going to get into the Esther season. And when I get there, y'all, y'all going to have to roll with me because we're going to learn some stuff that I've learned. Okay. All of these things that I'm telling you this stuff, I mean, of course it's the wisdom of God. All of this is the Lord. All of this is his word, but these are things that I have um, lived through. And so this Esther um, season that we're about to, about to learn about, I'm going to tell you things that God has personally taught me. Okay. So I want you all to listen up, apply it to your life and nothing that God has spoken can ever be undone, made void or overturned glory to the name of the Lord. So if some of you are concerned about prophetic words and things of that nature, I want to give you this wisdom right now. If God spoke the word, listen to me, it doesn't matter what happens. Remember what we found out about destiny. Destiny is an irresistible power. It's an irresistible force. It's an irresistible agent. God uses destiny to place into your life what he said was going to be there and you cannot resist it. Okay. Glory to the name of the Lord. So if God spoke the word, if God said it, God is not a liar. If he said it, it's going to come to pass. If God said the word, if God said it, it's going to happen. If you received a word from God, it's going to happen. Now we know without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? But I want to go to this scripture and um, tell you all this. I want you all to turn with me to second Timothy, the second chapter. Second Timothy chapter two, hallelujah. I love this scripture. I'm going to, I'm going to read the Berean literal Bible. That's BLB. 
You can find that one on BibleHub.com and it may be other places too. But turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 2, okay? Mm. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. Remember this when you've received the word from the Lord and maybe you were immature when the word came. Maybe it just didn't sit in your spirit the way it was supposed to. You didn't receive it in a certain way. Listen to what God says in 2 Timothy, the second chapter, verse 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful for he is not able to deny himself. Okay, let me tell you something. If God said it, it's going to happen. And this, he wants your faith. He loves your faith. But when you're faithless, God is faithful. Why? Because he can't deny himself. His goodness and his providence, once it's spoken and released, cannot be based upon your goodness. Okay, it's not about you. Now this is about him. Now this is about his name. Now this is about his word. Now this is about his sovereignty. Now this is about his um, power. It's greater than you. Now this is about his purpose and his will. So while your faith is being attacked, God is saying, and I'm still going to do it. I'm going to bring them into a place of understanding. And then I'm going to bring them into a place of release. But don't worry. If God said it, it's going to happen in your faith. Don't feel bad. You're under attack. What you need to do is believe God and anything that tells you that God is not going to do it. Tell it. It's a liar in the name of Jesus. God has never lied. He's not the a man that he should lie. He doesn't have to lie. He doesn't have to repent for anything. Okay. Who has known his mind that they could counsel him or instruct him glory to God. But we have the mind of Christ. So we can be confident in this, that if God has spoken it, if he has gone out and set things up according to his own counsel, it's going to happen. So if he said, you're going to marry a specific person, it does not matter what warfare comes against you. Does not matter what, uh, uh what counterfeit spouse tries to walk into their life. If God said you're his wife, if God said you're her husband, the blood of Jesus is against everything else. Every other thing is a lie. The only truth is that you're going to marry that person. And guess what? You're not going to be delayed in getting it either. Because everything, time included, is subject to God and his power. Your faithlessness is not more powerful than God's faithfulness. So if God said it, if God said it, it's going to happen. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Hallelujah. And a lot of us will really, really be able to absorb that word on the other side of our promises that Lord, there were times when I wanted to give up. There were times when I didn't believe there were times when I was faithless as I was doing this work, as I was sowing, as I was serving all this stuff, there were times where I was faithless, but God, you've been so faithful. You've spoken it and it has, it has come to pass. It has come to pass. Hallelujah. God is in control of time. God is in control of every circumstance. God is in control of creation. God is in control of the battle. Hallelujah. We think that it's all about the warfare. No, no, no. This is all about God getting the glory. Let me tell y'all something. God has had me praying prayers and I'm not going to go into all of them. Glory to the name of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you one because the spirit of the Lord is leading me to. Okay. God had been like putting these words in my mouth. Father, in the name of Jesus, cause the stars to fight for me. Cause the stars to align in their constellations and to fight for me. And listen to this. So one day I was in prayer and the Lord had me praying it. And then he took me, he said, okay, pick up the Bible. So I picked up my Bible and I turned to Judges chapter five. And this is Deborah and she's singing, hallelujah. And what does she say about that battle that they won? When that enemy was taken out and they didn't even have to put their hands on him. Somebody else did it. Hallelujah. When God causes circumstances to align and people to be put in place that will take out every single enemy. And guess what? If you've been fighting by yourself, like some of us are, hallelujah. Guess what? God will cause all of creation because he's in control of it to fight for you so that you can have exactly what he called in, um, into existence for you. Listen to this judges chapter five, verse 20. It says they fought from heaven. 
Hallelujah. You thought it was all about the, uh, what's going on here on earth. You thought it was all about what the kingdom of darkness was doing. Uh-uh. What you didn't see was that from heaven, they were fighting for you. Listen to this. Listen to this. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. The stars in their courses are fighting against your enemy. I have been praying, God, cause the stars to align and end their courses to fight for me. When we get into understanding witchcraft, there are witches that are praying to stars and to the moon and to the sun. And they're asking, and these are, um, I can't remember the type of uh, witches they're called, but nevertheless, or I don't want to call them sky witches because that's not what it is, but they do worship the stars and constellations and things of that nature, right? So listen, and, and um, also the planets. So, um, they try to manipulate things against people based upon, um, moon phases and the stars and the sun and the sky. But let me tell you something. All those things belong to the Lord. The devil is a liar. They're perverting what God has caused to be for his people. Now I'm not saying that we pray to stars, but we can ask God to cause those things to fight for us and not against us. Glory to the name of the Lord. Some of you are struggling against witchcraft, going through things in your sleep. People have prayed against certain phases of the moon and um, certain positions of the stars to be against you. So you can pray, be delivered, break that thing off. And then soon as that moon phase or those certain stars align in a certain way, it comes right back. But the devil is a liar. Saints need to know absolute truth. We can ask God to cause these things, nature itself, all of creation to fight for us. Absolutely no warfare can come against when God calls creation to be on your side. The Bible says the river of Kashan swept them away. That ancient river, hallelujah, just like we see God part that Red Sea and how um, his people were saved through it, but then other people were destroyed by it. God can cause the elements to tear your enemies up. Listen, every Sisera in your life, Every demonic entity that is waging war against you, say, God, Father, in the name of Jesus, cause, cause the stars in their courses to fight for me. Everything else is a lie. In the name of Jesus, the stars will not be used against you. By the hand of God, they'll be used for you. These demons in the water, these water witches and these marine spirits think they want to attack somebody. No, no, listen to this. The waters will not be used against you. The waters will be used for you. Begin to pray. Say, God, send fire from heaven and dry up every um, marine kingdom water that there is. Lick up all that water, Father, in the name of Jesus, and cause them all to suffer loss. Cause them all to be hurt. Cause them all to not be able to breathe. Let them suffocate and die in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, pray because the elements are for the saints, not for the witches. Our God has the power. Theirs is the counterfeit. It's just that we don't know. We don't know because we're so busy thinking that this is about the warfare. No, this is about the amount of power you have and them not wanting you to know that you have that kind of power. Hallelujah. Come on now. You have power to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You have power to raise the dead. These signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. Come on now. We're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We have to internalize what that means. Where we are seated, where we are established, the, the, the laws and the regulations and the rules are like, they don't even exist in this realm. That's why God says, no, you're seated in the realm with me because I need you to bring the glory from the realm of the spirit into the realm of the earth so that everybody can see who I am and what I'm capable of through you. And what the enemy wants us to do is be blinded by warfare. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. You've already won the battle and he's under your feet. The stars will fight for you. The waters will fight for you. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. All his agents and servants are liars. The power that they're operating by is a lie. Hallelujah. But we know the truth and the truth has made us free. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask you in Jesus' name to cause the stars in their courses to fight for your children where we can't do it, where we don't see the enemy. Father, I'm asking you to cause all of nature to align in our favor and take out everything that's attempting to take us out. 
in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. If it's for you, you're going to have it. Nobody can take it from you. No witch can take it from you. No warlock can take it from you. No demon can stop it from happening. If it's for you, you're going to have it. And what I've realized is not even with delay. We think it's delayed because we feel like we should have been had it. No, 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 no. It's going to happen right on time. Oh, God has his appointed time. And there's a time for everything under the sun. There's a season for everything. And trust me, when God says it's going to happen, he has an appointed time for it to happen. And everything will have to get in its course. The stars in the sky, the sun, the moon, the trees, the grass, everything will have to position itself for what God said is going to happen for you. You don't need nobody to believe you. That's okay. You don't need friends to agree. That's okay. You don't need any uh, resources to see how it's going to happen. You don't need the connection because when God says it, he'll send destiny out as an irresistible power and it's going to happen. When God says it, his word comes down like the water comes down and it waters this earth and it gives seed and it gives food. Trust me, when his word comes down, it does not return unto him void. It accomplishes whatever he sent it to do. If God said you're going to be healed, you're going to be healed. If God said you're going to be married, you're going to be married. If God said your spouse will be saved, your spouse will be saved. If God said you're going to be rich, you're going to be rich. If God said you're going to live in a mansion, you're going to live in a mansion. I don't believe that God wants us to be impoverished. We have our seasons, but like we read, God rewards us for those seasons. Glory to the name of the Lord. When we're blessed, what does he say? Our basket and our store it overflows. That means your cabinets, your refrigerators is full of food. What does he say? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Not because we're so great, but because our God is so great and he is able to supply all of our riches and um, all of our needs, excuse me, according to his riches and glory. Amen. Amen. If God said it, then it's true. Anything else is a lie. If God said it, start preparing yourself for it. Say, you know what? This warfare is just trying to distract me. Let me get ready to be a homeowner. You know what? This warfare is just trying to distract me. Let me start picking out the color of the car that I want. Hallelujah. This warfare is just trying to distract me. Let me start looking up how you start a business in this um, country I live in or in this state I live in or the city and town I live in. In the name of Jesus, begin to do it. Begin to move. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. I release that upon you. Creativity in the name of Jesus for everyone right now that's saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in the name of Jesus. Receive creativity right now, right now. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it from the throne of God. He is a creator. That's what he does. That's what he was doing when we met him. God loves to create and he will create through you. He will do a new thing in the earth through you. Hallelujah. And bless your entire bloodline. I thank the Lord for his word. He is the truth and the devil is a lie. Hallelujah. Believe what God has said. Believe what God has said. Believe what God has said. And even during those times when you are faithless, remember he's faithful. Why? Because he said it. He can't deny himself. Even if you want to deny him, hallelujah, you'll, he'll make you out of a lie too. You'll be a liar too. You better believe God. Hallelujah. That's why the scripture says, let God be true and every man a liar. Cause we all had times when we didn't believe what God has so blatantly spoken to us. We all had times when we didn't believe his word or didn't understand it. So we didn't receive it or whatever, but let God be true. And all of us liars, he will abide faithful through our faithlessness. But I pray that you learn to trust him and believe him. And I pray that everything that he's spoken to you, he makes it real for you so that you understand. Hallelujah. And so that you can receive it and all that getting get understanding. Even when you get those prophetic words, get understanding. Hallelujah. But trust me, when God says something, it does not fall to the ground. Okay. I want us to know our God is far more faithful than that. So we don't have to believe that if God has spoken it, it will not fall to the ground because God's word does not return unto him void. 
You hear me? He's not like, it's not like when people are speaking and there's conditions involved. If you do this, then that's going to happen. And if you believe that that's going to happen. And if you help me with that, that's going to happen. Uh, uh. When God speaks it, you will get into position at the appointed time. When God speaks it, things will begin to line up for you at the appointed time because God spoke it. He's God. He's God. Your will is not bigger than him. Your ignorance is not bigger than him. Your faithlessness is not bigger than him. What you think is not bigger than him. Distractions are not bigger than him. God knows how to move everything out of the way. Pluck people out of the way. What does he say to Israel? He says, I've given Egypt for a ransom for you because I wanted you. So I moved them out of the way, took out all their firstborn because I wanted you. God will do what he has to do to bring the word to pass. All you got to do is just obey, follow. You can't resist destiny. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord for his power. I rebuke the warfare that's in your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're coming out of this stronger. Hallelujah. We're coming out of this fighters. Hallelujah. Because our God says of himself, he's a man of war. He ain't got to back down from no fight. Hallelujah. He'll cause, as a matter of fact, I'm going to do it right now. In the name of Jesus, I loose confusion into every camp of the enemy that's against you. In the name of Jesus, I loose confusion. Hallelujah. To attack every demon, every demon agent in every satanic group that is attacking me and the people under the sound of my voice. Confusion to you in the name of Jesus. Let them not be able to get it together, Lord. Let them scramble and flee from before us seven ways in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God causes even the stars. We don't even know what's going on. Stuff we can't even see. They didn't even know that was happening. When they got that victory, Deborah was like, oh, he had the stars fighting. He had waters sweeping away our enemies. God caused all of creation when we weren't able to do it. He called everything into that he um called into existence he called all of those things to our aid hallelujah everything is on your side child of god everything is on your side hallelujah everything is on your side and god will even have the stars in their courses fighting for you thank you jesus father we love you we thank you for your power we thank you for your word we thank you for new wine poured out into us hallelujah we thank you for new confidence new faith hallelujah new anointings new territories we thank you for new understanding thank you hallelujah for all the blessings that um, maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. I rebuke the spirit of sorrow in the name of Jesus. We will enjoy our blessings. Hallelujah. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. And I cover every word that I've spoken, everything that I've released by the spirit of the living God. I cover it all with the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. And I decree it will all come forth exactly the way that it was spoken. Hallelujah. You believe the prophet and so shall you prosper. Believe it. Hallelujah. It's going to happen in the name of Jesus. God is not unrighteous to forget your good works. Hallelujah. He will bless you. Hallelujah. He will bless you. It's a means to the end. We're getting to the end. The end is a reward greater than you could ever imagine. And it's not just going to end after that. You will live with those blessings and your offspring will live with those blessings in Jesus name. Amen.